Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. North America and all the ships at sea. This is Philip Terzian, Books and Arts Editor of the Weekly Standard, with my weekly podcast on the Books and Arts section of the Weekly Standard. This time we're looking at the issue dated February 9th, and we begin uh, the section with a, not a book review, but a um, essay by James Gardner, um, who often writes about art for our pages, about the fact that a monumental mural um, by um, Thomas Hart Benton called America Today, um, which, which, which was originally commissioned uh, in the 1930s um, uh, to be in um, St. Louis, has now found a permanent home at the Metropolitan Museum in New York. Um, America Today is a series of um, really gigantic uh, murals, um, which uh, was done in 1930 and 31. And so it's a wonderfully evocative um, series of paintings on um, the American landscape and uh, urban and rural as seen both in that era and also uh, by the eye of Thomas Hart Benton, the famous um, realist painter who was from Missouri and um, lived from 1889 to 1975. A lot of his um, um, uh, works will be familiar to you. Um, But I had never seen, um, in fact, was unaware of this um, series of murals. And uh, we've reproduced in the magazine one section of it called Coal, which depicts um, the mining of coal and then the transportation and what, what, what's done with coal over time, all done in a wa- very wonderful um, uh, sort of Benton realist style that um, certainly makes a trip to the Met worthwhile. That is followed by a review by our own Terry Eastland of a book um, from the University of Florida Press um, by a professor um, there entitled Conservative Hurricane, How Jeb Bush Remade Florida by Matthew T. Cargan. I was interested in this book because with all the debate, especially on the right, about uh, whether and how much of a conservative Jeb Bush would be, uh, this seemed to be a pretty good study of how he governed during his two terms as um, the nation's, I guess, third largest state, second largest state. How big is Florida these days in comparison? Anyway, um, it's an interesting study of how Bush functioned as governor, what kind of a governor he was. And it's quite revealing, um, I think, as, as Terry Eastland concludes, and as the book says, it's, it's hard to walk away from the Bush record with any notion other than the fact that he is, by any uh, description, a conservative. But he was also a kind of um, uh, an activist governor, and uh, somewhat unprecedented in that sense, the governorship of Florida not being um, a terribly powerful one, but it became one in the hands of Jeb Bush. So for those contemplating the political future of Jeb Bush and uh, uh, who probably is uh, seeking the 
Republican presidential nomination for 2016. This will be an interesting read. That is followed by a fascinating essay by uh, Thomas Kohut, who is a, a German historian at Williams College, of a book entitled Romanticism, A German Affair, which is it's a German book. The author is Rudiger Safransky, who's a German uh, historian. But it's a kind of, um, it's a history of the Romantic movement, the Romantic movement intellectually, artistically, and otherwise being the reaction in the late 18th, early 19th century um, against the Enlightenment and the uh, hyper-rationality of the 18th century. And, of course, Romanticism manifests itself in, in art, in, in uh, music, in literature, certainly, and to some degree in politics, um, uh, and how this is both a consequence of the German mind and also how it manifested itself in Germany is Professor Kohut's, well, it's the subject of the book, which Thomas Kohut uh, discusses um, very interestingly. I learned a lot from that. That is followed by a, a review of a book entitled The Brewer's Tale, A History of the World According to Beer by William Bostwick, uh, published by Norton. Our, review is Mar our reviewer is Martin Morse Worcester, who um, writes about many things, including um, uh, alcohol among his subjects of expertise. And this is a book about the modern, uh, well, I guess the, the state of um, uh, brewing in America in the year 2015. And of course, um, beer, like many products, has been localized to some degree. And you, you need only walk into the grocery store to see that um, the market is uh, not uh, dominated quite to the extent that it used to be by the top three or top five or top seven national breweries, but that there are now craft brewers and local brews um, have sprung up in huge numbers and um, are making themselves um, um, known not only to connoisseurs, but felt on the market. An interesting study. Interesting study, too, um, by Anne Marlowe of a, um, a quartet of novels um, by an Australian writer called Richard House. The, uh, the, the, the quartet is, comes under the general title of The Kills. It, it consists of four novels. One is called Subtler, one is called The Massive, another is called The Kill, and another is called The Hit. But what's interesting about them is that they are set uh, in the Iraq War. Um, every war, of course, produces its fiction. Some is better than others. Um, and, of course, the, the war on terror um, has produced a fair number of, well, of course, a tremendous number of books, a certain number of novels. This is probably the most ambitious work of fiction associated with the, with the Iraq War. Of some interest, too, because, of course, the writer is not an American and has both the, the distance and perspective that a foreigner would have. But Anne Marlowe, who has covered the war on terror and, uh, as they say, whose boots have been on the ground in Afghanistan and Iraq, 
has some interesting observations about the the novel. But as I say, the novel is called The Kills. The author is um, Richard House, and the publisher is Picador. And John Podhoritz, our indefatigable movie critic, um, this week is looking at Leviathan, which is a Russian movie um, uh, directed by a Russian director, Andrei uh, Zivyagensev. And it is, which is a fairly, um, as you might imagine, um, in the Russian school, it's a rather bleak and um, tortured look at the corruption, the endemic corruption of Putin's Russia and how it affects um, one householder and his circle in a somewhat remote uh, provincial city on the Barents Sea. Sounds like an interesting movie. As always, John's discussion of it is is almost as rewarding as seeing the movie itself. But that is the books and arts section of the Weekly Standard for this week. I thank you very much for uh, joining me and listening in to this preview, and I look forward to talking to you again next week.